did Nickelback die? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's like, wait. I mean, no. Define death. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> there are many deaths. But what's that great saying, right? Uh, uh, a Nickelback fan dies many deaths, but you know, a brave person <laughs> dies only once, right? Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Patrick, what is up? How's it going, man? Good. I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to start off a new Design Much podcast. Um, so I want to welcome you, Patrick, and welcome all of our listeners to the Design Much podcast. It's the podcast you listen to to level up your design game one bite-sized skill at a time. It is actually the podcast I listen to Yeah. to level up my game one skill at a time. Yeah, me too. And I also know why you're excited, Andy. Really? Yeah. You're not excited to do the podcast today, are you? I'm excited to do the podcast. Are you excited? I think you're more excited because somebody got his Envision Studio invite. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, Nick did. Nick did. And you. (laughs) (laughs) You got your Envision Studio invite. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. Thanks, man. You've made it. Working up to this day my entire life. Here I am. Christmas has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, designer's Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> you didn't get an invite today. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm assuming I will never get an invite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Did you? Did you? Did you play with it? I know you can't probably talk about a lot of things, right? Because it's it's a alpha beta thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not supposed to talk about too much. Um, but I got the invite, much to my surprise, today. I got it like a couple hours ago, so I haven't really been able to do too much <laughs> with it, other than like brag about it on Twitter and in our in our Slack and in our company and everything. So, um, the little time I've taken to play with it, um, it's it's been cool. I I, I went and I, I drew a rectangle. I drew another nice. rectangle. You drew two rectangles. I did two. Were they different sizes? Um, they were different sizes. Oh, yeah. nice, nice, yeah. nice. Did two different sizes. They're both gray. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to see how the the Pathfinder tool works, so I wanted to play with that because that's like the the biggest tool for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I played with that a little bit. Nice. It's good stuff, man. I like it. We should be having this conversation. Technically, we should have been having this conversation January tenth. Right. <laughs> not not three weeks before they're going to release it to the public. But anyway, it's still exciting, right? Yeah. You got an invite. You're an ex- you're you're part of the, ex- the the exclusive crowd. I just think it's great because of the exclusivity. Like mm-hmm. because I have one and you don't. That's yeah. why I'm so excited. I know. That's why you're so happy. <laughs> it's basically right at this point. It's you and Dan Petty. Yeah. And Nick Bluth. And that's Nick it. Bluth. They're the only three. Maybe Pablo Stanley. The four. There's only four people in this group. Yeah, I feel really special. Yeah, it's not like every other designer in our community right now in Utah hasn't invited, except for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited to actually see it. Yeah, like that. It's real. It's real. That it exists. It's like it's like finding a unicorn for the first time. Have you ever found a unicorn before? No, have you? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You have something more to if talk about than I do. If you've never seen a unicorn before, man, you just wait. Magical, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like seeing Bigfoot for the first time. Oh, no. Yeah. Here we go. No. You've seen Bigfoot and the unicorns. Bigfoot and the unicorn. Turns out they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's basically Bigfoot with a party hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what a unicorn is. Well, <clears throat> and all I can say that I've seen 
all that all that I can say is that I've seen the Vision Studio. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess you're a lot cooler than the, the unicorn of design tools. Yeah. <laughs> but it really exists. Until like next week. <laughs> Who did we, uh, do you remember who we talked to today? Yeah, I think so. We, we talked to Neil Oler. Neil Oler. Yeah. He's a great guy. And you know what? This is the first time we're having a non-designer come mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. Neil uh, is. But hey, hey, hey. Don't oh, say wait. non-designer. Uh-oh. I'm not supposed to say that, right? Obviously, he has thoughts and feelings, so he's a designer. Oh, is that right? how it works? Right? <laughs> if he, he's, he's had plenty of good ideas. Or are you just trying to say, yeah, you're trying to say that everybody's a designer. I'm trying to start shit. Okay. But... <laughs> Uh, no, Neil, Neil's great. So he's, uh, yeah. Tell us about, tell us about Neil. Neil's a developer an engineer. One of those two is a yeah. developer or an engineer. We don't know. He didn't, he didn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He kind of <laughs> walked around that question, didn't he? Um, but, but he wanted to talk to us about, um, how we can work with developers. So before we, we talked with, um, Blake about, you know, how we can mm-hmm. involve developers in the design process. But we wanted to get like the other side, like what do developers think about designers and how how can we work with them better? Yeah. So we, we brought Neil on. No, it was great. A lot of great insight too. Yeah. You guys should be excited as much as Andy's excited for Envision Studio <laughs> about the interview. Yeah. It's it's a great one. I, I learned a lot and we're gonna go about go more into what we learned about later, but mm-hmm. um there's there's a lot of really great stuff in there, so you should be excited for yeah. sure. Is your mouth dry? You bit. sound like your mouth is dry. I'm sorry. Do you need do you need uh, one of these? Yeah. <laughs> A LaCroix. Thanks for visiting us yeah, you today. Um, Happy to be here. You're not a designer. I am not. You're a developer. Do you like to be called a developer or an engineer? I've never known, I've never known the difference. Um, I think it's like, it's one of those like, you could totally nerd snipe an engineer slash developer that way by just like asking. I mean, it's like nerd versus geek, right? Like, actually, a nerd. But like, no. I was hoping your head would blow off. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. The, the answer is not so much important as the journey to get there, right? So <laughs> that was hard hitting question number one. <laughs> yeah, boom. We're already into the deep end. <laughs> if you want to reverse that on the designer, you ask you ask them if everyone is a designer. Ooh. And then they'll go nuts. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> Patrick especially loves at least that me, one. At least me. Yeah. That's funny. Lots of tweet storms behind that. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of multiple hours. <laughs> so, so now, how would you define a good relationship between designers and developers? Um, I think uh, the times that I've had... Uh, well, so an enjoyable relationship to me is one that is uh, immediately beneficial, uh, balanced with uh, kind of longevity, right? Um, so I have, <laughs> I've probably done this myself and also like interviewed and worked with other engineers uh, who have kind of said like, well, kind of screw the long-term benefits of like a good relationship. Like, I just want to get this done now. So I'm not going to worry about even asking a designer. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I think I get what they want. Forget it. Like, this is how I'm going to just like, you know, go ahead. Uh, the immediate benefit being that you quickly go through stuff and that's good, I guess, in the immediate, but in the long term, it, it torpedoes morale and your designer's uh, either don't work with you or they feel very much relegated to like just kind of being somebody who is 
I don't know, like a like an Adobe Photoshop cheerleader or something, right? Of like, yeah, like I made it look pretty, and it's like, ah, uh, there's there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So um, along that vein, how would you describe a? You kind of did a little bit, but how would you describe a poor relationship um, between the two? Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, again, thinking about a positive relationship being something that is uh, fruitful and moving towards like better and better cohesion uh, in the long run. And so I, I think a, a bad relationship there, right, is someone who uh, ignores the other party uh, and which which I don't I don't know if I've met a lot of uh, engineers who I met a few, I guess, but like most engineers are pretty OK about going like, well, I know I, I am acutely aware of like the technical limitations and factors, but I need someone who can play with UX and UI and, and make it look pretty, make it feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feel right thing is is a lot more granular and like nuanced than just like I don't know. I think we can all use a bad design and say this is bad, uh, but how you take a bad design and make it good, therein lies I think why good designers are so valuable. Um, so to think about uh, the the times you could torpedo someone right is to perhaps not like validate their contribution to uh, that granular process of like, how do we make this better? I've seen, again, engineers just kind of go, product is worthless. We don't have any product people. We don't have a need for product people like this dumb and or or maybe misuse them uh, and again, treat them like Photoshop monkeys, which which is funny because lots of engineers complain about like, why well, don't want to be treated like a code monkey? Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, like other people don't want to be treated like just, you know, like soulless laborers or soulless like factories that just output stuff, you know, crank out widgets. Yeah. I guess we all don't like being treated like right. monkeys. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Unless you're a monkey. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and, you and, monkeys, and monkeys, I think, I mean, you watch a monkey in a zoo. Sometimes I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that would probably be better than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> that guy, he picked the right uh, yeah, degree in college. Yeah. He's, he's got it. He's, he's on a path. He's on a path. He'll make CEO inside of five years. <laughs> So have you had experiences in the past where like designers like would like tend to fight developers on, on their process? Um, yes, uh, I, I guess fight is, is an interesting, uh, like an interesting descriptor there. I, uh, I have found that I tend to appreciate people who are, um, very open with their thoughts and feelings on, um, on a design or a architecture or uh, I think that it's a very the the idea of like to me I may consider like look at that guy he's very frank with his opinions oh goodness um, he's very frank with his opinions and I really appreciate that uh, that he is that way right and, and I think now we can get a lot more done because he is very direct and he's very like this is what I think this is what we should be doing mm-hmm. and and the other way is as bad as dumb and, and here's how we're gonna struggle or like not benefit from it um, but I've also seen people 
sit in like the same exact meeting with the same exact people and come away going, man, like what a jerk. That, that guy was so abrasive, so obnoxious. Uh, so I think therein <laughs> lies kind of the interesting like engineers are, there are many different flavors of people, right? Engineers are no different uh, in that sense. Um, and sometimes you can, the exact reasons why you hire an engineer because they're highly uh, skilled, oftentimes that comes with they're also highly opinionated because they've gone through lots of things and they feel very strongly about what they feel strongly about. Um, and so in that sense that that can be when, uh, yeah, when friction can arise because they're going, well, I know how to design this. Like I know what a button should look like or a, a maybe more generally like what a UX paradigm is. And so when a designer, especially if it's like a uh, junior designer, I've seen like a junior designer whom I, I think is a very competent person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yet they're kind of being like underappreciated or kind of immediately dismissed because like, well, I'm the senior engineer mm-hmm. here. Uh, and, and I think it can go both ways, right? Like a junior engineer comes in and, and says like, well, actually this is why there's a technical limitation here. And maybe a senior designer is going, well, some other guy I worked with once figured it out. So like, it must be very easy. Like what's your problem, right? I think uh, infinite scroll seems to be one of those like conceptually it can be very easy and so from both sides there can be a mismatch of uh of attitudes there yeah definitely so you you like somebody uh, in terms of a designer that can be able to express the reasons why they're making those decisions yeah and to also be open to of course change and be open to um like i guess the developers or the engineers um way of thinking as well yeah and and that takes that takes time right uh i mean it's it feels very cliche to talk about like the the what is it the storming norming you know like the gelling cohesion parts of like team building but uh sometimes it can be easy to like jump into a project and assume that everyone is as gung-ho in the same exact flavor as as me or mm-hmm. as you know person x on the team and uh and, and then you get into it and realize, whoa, this is clearly not the case. Uh, person A may be there going, hey, like, I just started this job and I got a pay raise and, like, my last job was kind of hectic. So I'm looking to kind of take it easy here. And I'm just kind of excited about, not, not that they're trying to be dishonest and, and cheat the company on money, but sure. they're going, this is a nine to five that is a bit of a step up for me. Whereas the other person going, this is, this is it. I'm all in in every sense of the word and if i have to stay up 24 7 to get this done like that's how passionate i am about that and why those differences exist are incredibly multifaceted complex like systems right yeah. so uh, at least being aware of that and being aware that if there is a lack of cohesion between design and engineering uh probably probably being willing to have like the big boy conversation, right? Or a big girl conversation of like, let's sit down, go, uh, somehow I think maybe we're having missed expectations or a miscommunication of expectations. Where do you think we are, should be, or could be? Here's why I feel, you know, those things are, why is there a difference there? Yeah. Right. And being, being honest with your feelings, uh, that's the kind of thing that is is tough, mm-hmm. but 
being willing to have those awkward conversations when they're simply awkward conversations instead of letting it fester and like later on like you feel like the only recourse is to like torpedo them in a peer review to your boss or something like that like that's that's yeah. toxic right yeah are you yeah. saying that developers have feelings <laughs> yeah Co contrary to popular belief wait, yes hold the phone <laughs> wait time out <laughs> wait we're re yeah play the play like the, the record scratch sound. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the plot thickens. Next time on time two. <laughs> yeah. What um I mean that what what other misconceptions do designers do do you think that we have about you guys? Um I've most of my career I thought you guys didn't have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Until right now, in this moment. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well this this is good. I mean, that's, generally generally that's honesty, just, right? Generally just angry. Would be the feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, I, no, I think no, 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 I no. think that they have. Uh, well, it's probably like sadly like stereotypes, right? That it's like, yeah, you may have like one data point that happens to almost randomly coincide. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, cool. Now I know everybody <laughs> who is this flavor is exactly like. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, that's both a logical fallacy as well as like. I mean, it's frustrating to be on the receiving end of that. Uh, and and I, I imagine you guys have also like, oh, well, I mean, you know how you designers are, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how are us designers again? Like, please tell me, yeah. like, enlighten yeah. me on how I am, right? <laughs> and in the same way that um, I, I think I, I think I've been fortunate to work at a, a lot of places and with a lot of different people uh, that were like decent human beings and recognized uh, the, the problem with too much... Uh, too much using one data point to describe an entire like group of people, right? Uh, you'd like to think that that is a common like welcome to not being an a hole one hundred and one <laughs> kind of level thing, but yeah, uh, here we are in the world. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot to uh, I don't know um, being willing to consider that engineers are in fact more emotional that maybe the stereotype or even like sometimes the career path can kind of let on but uh the things that the things that motivate engineers um can be multifaceted um and, and again it, it's been fascinating to see where um i'm thinking of one job in particular that was a, a startup and the uh, the CEO hired a bunch of like really smart engineers who had been through uh, three or more startups, probably like a piece, but then got very frustrated with them when they were very blunt and saying like the way you're managing this or the way we're designing the system or the way you're expecting us to um, uh, operate is, is kind of terrible, right? And, and they did not mince words because they're going clearly we want to succeed so let's not beat around the bush here and uh, and i think that like lack of wanting to beat around the bush was very much received as a like whoa these guys are overly abrasive they're yeah. negative they're they're naysayers they're not all bought in and you know and and we the engineers were going well we we are in fact all bought in if we didn't care we wouldn't bring this up and we just kind of go 
everything's good. I guess like you know everything, so I won't even try to change your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I've seen some of that uh, between product as well, um, that if I bring up concerns, it's not because I think the product uh, stinks, it's because I have concerns about it and I want the product to be that much better now having boldly brought up concerns, let's talk about it, right? And, and I'm expecting if you go, I think your idea is crazy, here's why, sweet, like boldly come back at me, right? If if someone can't like receive what they dish out, then that seems like more of a personal problem than yeah. like, oh, designers and engineers, they'll never love each other, right? <laughs> it is they'll possible. never embrace. Yeah, someday they'll meet over, uh, break bread, they'll break bread together. Yeah. <laughs> Was it the lion and the lamb? Yeah, the lamb, the lamb is obviously the designer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think one misconception that we have, and I still probably have, um, that maybe you can clear up, sure. is do developers want to be involved in the, like, do they really truly want to be involved in, like, the research process? Like, going to user interviews, that kind of stuff. Because we hear that a lot. Like, sure. We, we're not just, we don't just sit at our desk and write code all day. We want to be a part of this. Um, is that is that really true? Because I know I, it's probably like a personality thing too. But we hear well, that a lot that they yeah, really want I, to, but I think they do. I I think they do too. Uh, it, I I definitely think there's a personality thing, and and uh, again, maybe you have to have a uh, a frank and perhaps awkward conversation about like, hey, like it seemed like you were disinterested in that meeting. Am I simply just reading you wrong? Right, and, and that could just come down to like, well, the person's just not a um, life of the party kind of mm-hmm. like personality flavor, right? So what I am looking at going like, they're disinterested. Maybe they're going, this is just my paying attention face. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Like, I mean, it sounds, uh, my, my dad, I love my dad to pieces. I, uh, I appreciate Uh-oh. the, the crap go. out of him. Yeah, this, this is going to get vulnerable for a moment. Not this is me. where the tears happen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not too bad. But he, he has, he has this face that I can only call like the Van Oler face. And we've, we've laughed about it growing up because it's like, it looks like he's like angry. Right. But like he's concentrating. And so there was sometimes as a kid, I would get asked, like, is your dad angry? I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that's just like he's paying attention. Right. It's it's actually like that's a good thing. Um, and, and it's now funny that like, you know, I'm 34. I'm turning into my dad's son. Right. And I'm just like sitting there. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm doing the Van Oler face. Like I'm totally like I can feel it and see it like third person. It's on my face right now. You're like, hey, and, lift your eyebrows. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's, and it's funny, but like I totally uh, can kind of appreciate it from the other side that it's like if that was all you were to take as a data point of like, well, Neil seems to look like he's frowning, right? I mean, other terms for it, like resting something face, right? And things like that, right? Where it's like, okay, right? But if you don't bother to go like, just, I'm just curious, right? Like, are you, are you happy here, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, okay, cool. I totally misinterpreted this one data point, right? But again, I think if you uh, just assume that everyone's going to have your perspective, even your like facial features, so to speak, uh, you could go down a, a strange path of like cross signals that, you know, where it's like, oh, the engineer didn't say much in the meeting, didn't really ask the customer questions. Like maybe that engineer's going, 
I'm happy to kind of be the fly on the wall here. I want the product guys to ask questions, but I love hearing the things that are concerning them. For me, I'm, I'm a very uh, like human relationships driven kind of person. And so when I hear a customer say, I have a pain point here, I really want it to be solved. The, the thing that makes me excited to solve that is, is to make that person happy, right? Whereas I think I've met other engineers who are going, it's cool if they get happy about that, but like, I'm thinking, oh, cool. I can think about all the cool technology that I get to like inundate myself with to solve that, right? Yeah. Mm. Both flavors can be valuable. I think working for a company that recognizes that both flavors are, are worthwhile to cultivate and to bring into the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that uh, kind of holistic approach that like, maybe the engineer is interested it's just that he's not maybe life of the party in the way you think like, oh, that's excitement, right? So yeah. expanding your mind a bit on like what excitement and what um, participation feels like, right? Could could be a solution. Oh, that's good stuff. So it sounds like um, a lot of this is like managing a relationship, right? Sure. And what I've, what I've heard a lot of what you mentioned is like, um, to have a good relationship between the, the two entities is having a lot of communication. Sounds like so. Th- this next question is going to be a little strange, <laughs> but um, do developers have love languages similar to relationships? Are there ways that designers can actually figure out <laughs> ways no, that we can figure out like what what makes you happy <laughs> as yeah. what makes you feel loved as yeah. a developer? Like, and what what are those love languages in your opinion? Um, rubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just coming up, caresses. Uh, oh, yeah. oh gosh, this could this could get into the further deep end, a different deep end, very quickly. Um, I mean, it's it's funny that like you use the term love languages. Um, I I recently with my wife uh, because I think a sister of hers was like, oh yeah, like this idea of love languages, right? And uh, we we have a wonderful marriage. I love you, honey. In case you listen to this, right? Uh, but it was brought up of like, sometimes it's tough again to go from this like, well, something is missing, or I think we could even, even if it's, we could just be better. <clears throat> like how you go from, we could be better to, okay, we got better. That's a, that's a tough journey. And it's especially tough because a lot of that can feel very nebulous, right? Very, uh, you, you lack a granular approach of like, here are steps I will take to get better. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that's that's why I really liked uh, Nick's uh, right the the last uh, the last podcast right with Nick talking about like very granular ways to work on improvement. I, I think a lot of that like, yeah. could work for a lot of things. Um, and and similarly, the love language idea that um, yeah right that it's like you need to you need to understand the way people want to be spoken to. Uh, I, I think that again for me, I'm I'm a very like I want to be validated. Uh, I want to feel like when I make a change to something, uh, if you go like cool, thanks for making the change, like that's nice. But I want to hear like why it's nice, right? Like uh, I remember it was like my my first day on the job. Uh, someone like I, I, I demoed something I did, which was very like my mentor. Uh, here at work, like held my hand and, and kind of guided me through it. And, and I got done, I'm going, okay, like it was some code and like he, mentor guy said it was good. So cool, I, I did something. But the part that really like helped me feel loved and validated 
was that there was a guy uh, from sales, right? Who was like, that is something that like, I've had seven people in the last week say, I want that. If you had that, I will either buy your software, upgrade my deal. I mean, just, it will make it better, right? Uh, and it was, that got me very excited. And for me, that, uh, again, the, the human relationship side of things, I saw how my efforts directly uh, made the human relationships improve. And that was, that was very valuable to me. Uh, I think that in the same way, like, if you can appreciate some, some engineers are very big on like, they want to be validated in uh, that they were able to uh, adopt a, uh, a slick and useful solution for a complex problem. Uh, I think some, some engineers just want to hear that they are doing a good job. Uh, it's comical how many like just absolutely brilliant guys I know that have said like, if the CEO would just like come out of his office and like walk into mine or my cubicle and just go like, hey, like, thanks for being here. And, and not with like a strings attached, like of like, hey, like, and that's why you're going to stay six hours later today, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, that clearly backfire. <laughs> but, you know, but even just like a simple, like, I want you to know that you are not just a number to me, you are appreciated. And, and again, it's funny because it's like, this is probably not like mind-blowingly new that like, hey, if you treat people like more than numbers, they kind of like it. Like, <laughs> what? Right? This podcast is like, whoa, blowing my mind, right? But I, I, think, I think the part that can be perhaps mind-blowing there is that uh, engineers, while it can be easy to be like, well, that guy seems less approachable, maybe socially, right? Like, he kind of does still want the same... Uh, the the same love language validation and uh, honestly as I read through like the five love language descriptions I was like probably not going to work on like caress right yeah. for coworkers <laughs> or something right yeah intimate touch right exactly um, but yeah, I mean, you could try, like, no, try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it. probably don't drive right that's a that's a guaranteed trip to discuss HR policies yeah. uh, but like there there is uh, there is a lot of overlap for how you can. Uh, communicate and and how someone I, mean, I, I even thought like would it be valuable to like because I, I think I think the love language like guys have like a love language for like your job kind of thing right so like oh. I've contemplated like would it be beneficial to have everyone on a team like fill that out mm -hmm. and just to further understand like oh okay like I was totally thinking he likes it when when I like validate his work and he doesn't care like that like he wants to be uh, I mean, another one's like gift giving. I don't know how you could like give gifts at work or something, but like I, I can give you a candy bar for sure for writing some. Right. And, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I needed uh, someone on a different team to uh, basically do some like back end work to benefit m me and my team. And so, like, I asked him like, "Hey, what kind of soda do you like, and what kind of candy bars?" So the next time I went to the convenience store, I bought him a Carmelo and a Dr Pepper. Right, and like he seemed to really appreciate that. I'm yeah. going it's like four dollars right like i was already going there for my soda so it's not a big deal but he seemed to really appreciate that that in installment of, of appreciation there much more than like four dollars right like he could very easily afford the massive quantity of one candy bar and one soda right <laughs> but the appreciation was like the real like tangible benefit and and gift to give there so yeah, yeah. awesome
So, so how do you think, like overall, or maybe not overall, maybe on, on more of a granular level, what on granular level, um, what what can we as designers to do? What can we do better to um, work with you as engineers? Like, how can we get better at that? That's a good question. Um, this is the hard. This is the real hard yeah. thing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and it's it's a good question because it it. Uh, I mean, my my like initial reaction is like, well, which engineer are you talking about, and what designer are you talking about, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, because That's again, great... like I, I think some, uh, just the um, the wide uh, spectrum of both individuals and where they lie on like the kind of like the emotional and social IQ kind of spectrum, right? That like if you have someone who is incredibly abrasive, right, like that's going to probably be a little tougher to work with than somebody who is like Mr. Everybody likes them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, and again, a lot could be said for like, well, maybe if that's the, if that's the frequent concern, maybe you try to work for a company that has like better hiring policies. So it's like, maybe we don't let the people who struggle like how to be nice one-on-one, maybe we don't hire them so much, right? Um, because like it's tough as one individual to overcome a massive toxicity problem in your company culture. That is rough. Um, it also teaches you how to recognize much better situations in the future. So it's, it's not without its merits. Um, but, but I would say that like, um, when a designer has come to me, uh, and when I've been able to simply like hear them and when I feel like I am heard again, human relationship basics, but it's, it's easy to say it's tough to recognize, especially in the moment, especially if it's maybe getting heated or like where you're going, Ooh, I we're having fairly sharp divergence of, of where I think the design should be and where the designer thinks the design should be. Mm-hmm. Um, even just being able to recognize that, uh, very infrequently is any one business meeting at work going to be like the hill to die on, right? So maybe it's just a like, whoa, okay, I, I think we're gonna come away from this meeting realizing that we're in very different places here and maybe we have to like mentally chew on this a bit uh, and maybe let like tempers simmer back down a bit and kind of discuss it in the coming days or weeks, you know, depending on the size of things. Um, but, but I definitely think that uh, part of that uh, goal of building psychological safety is, is recognizing that I want people to tell me what they're really thinking. I want their honest opinion. If it's uh, concerns over what I've done, okay, I, I would love to hear it. I think in the same way, like, I would love it to be done tactfully if it's you don't like the shape of my face or like my t-shirt selection is off like sorry like th- that's a bigger it's problem wearing a Heather t-shirt right yeah yeah all of those Heather t-shirts right right uh but but those those are not job related right like that's like welcome to living with different people sometimes gonna happen um but the times that I can uh approach people and go I I hear what you're saying I, I disagree with it. I think we should be doing it this way, or I think these are the concerns. And 
the goal should be even if you leave the conversation not necessarily knowing with um, with great uh, acuity like where your design or where your like technology is headed hopefully you at least can turn it into something where like everyone felt like they were heard and even if there were disagreements that they were validated that it's not just like oh you're an idiot that's why you think it's that way right mm-hmm. it's like oh you have concerns I, I don't think those are the concerns that we should really base like our design on I don't think those are mission critical and by at least trying to have a attitude of how do we validate each other's feelings maybe not as like the first concern I mean, we're, it's a job right we're, we're getting paid to make software not give each other the warm fuzzies of, of friendship or something right but i i do think that as you at least are conscientious of developing uh even just a tiny bit better relationship right if that was the goal of every meeting of like how do i come away just a tiny bit more understood and more understanding uh, I think that better design and better engineering comes with that because ultimately you're making the people involved feel safer and you're making them happier, even if it's in a tiny way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people are happier, they design better, they engineer better, they enjoy their jobs and are more uh, just naturally loyal because they feel like the job has respected them. They want to respect the job instead of trying to find like, well, the job doesn't respect me, so I'm going to find even small ways to kind of almost like cheat the job out of like my mental uh my like attention span because they don't really treat me like nobody respects me here so like why should i give them everything i've got right it's it's interesting it's kind of the self-fulfilling uh relationship there yeah and i i also um i feel like it could make the designer happy the engineers happy like you said and also it could make for a better product too right right like i right. mean going through that process of you know creating product from designer to engineer it's going to make for a way better experience right. when both are communicating well um and in the end the user is going to benefit from that right right so. right I, I very much consider uh, part of like my uh my, my growth as an engineer is when i <laughs> when i stop thinking like i knew everything or that like i knew more than like other person on the team x right whether that's product or qa or or whatever uh that just because the attitude is so unflinchingly like unteachable right i mean what like no matter how much you know if that's the attitude you really have to me like you're dead in the water and you're never mm-hmm. really going to grow or benefit anymore and and what what a sad outlook on life right it's like the people who feel like music died after like music icon x right oh jimmy hendrix was the last great guitar player and it's like you really feel that like there's never been any good music after that like what a depressing world to live in right because that guy's <laughs> gone and like rest in peace but there's never been anything good after that and you've talked yeah, to people I mean, like that i mean they don't even get to enjoy nickelback like the rest of us <laughs> right right right, right. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace for those guys Man. too in, in music <laughs> Okay, well, Andy, that was Neil. That was Neil Oler. That was Neil. a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. Yeah. What did you find interesting about this interview with Neil? What did you learn? Well, I think I learned a lot about relationships. It kind of came down to relationships. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of. I didn't expect that. <laughs> no. 
um which which is really great like it's not only just between designers and developers it's how like designers should treat everybody that they work with i think mm -hmm. you know it's it's all about relationships and so i really like that the one thing that he said is an enjoyable relationship is immediately beneficial balanced with longevity i thought that was pretty interesting that's so, a quote we're gonna put that quote that's a quote yeah, yeah. we're putting it on his tombstone <clears throat> um, um but yeah i mean it's you're initially like you're getting benefits from this relationship, but you don't want to be like, okay, I'm getting this benefit now. I'm going to never talk to you again. I'm just using you for this, but it's more mm -hmm. of a longevity thing. You're having a long-term relationship with this, this person. Um, I also learned um, people don't like being treated like monkeys. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. On both sides, right? <laughs> On both sides. They don't like, being like he, treated he like brought monkeys. up, he brought up, we heard, we hear code monkey a lot. Yeah. Because that's like an actual like term thing that's mm -hmm. around or whatever. He he brought up Photoshop monkey, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was interesting because we don't use Photoshop. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. That's like a nerdy design. But anyway, uh, no, he brought that up with the with you know sometimes we get treated like pixel pushers, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, people are people; they're not just machines. Like we we have emotions and feelings, and I think us as designers. Um, also those as developers, we need to be sensitive to that. And I think, um, he brought up this a lot. Like you, you have to be willing to have those awkward conversations. Um, so where you can be able to hammer out like problems or like, um, like miscommunications or misunderstandings. Um, because a, a lot of about relationships is being able to communicate well. Um, and if there's something going on, you, you kind of have to take the time to say, Hey, what's, what's going on? Is this something you're not understanding or that I'm not understanding? And you could really be able to. Um, come together and hammer out solutions. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, th there's a lot of great stuff in there, but it definitely uh, um, comes out with like, it's all about relationships and you have to find out like what the person you're trying to work with, what do they need um, in terms of relationship? What is their, as I said, love language, <laughs> love language. <laughs> and, and how can you um, speak to them in that love language? Right. Um, so that you can work together and make a great product together. Yeah. No, I think it's true. I think the one big kind of uh, eye-opening thing for me, it, it's maybe not eye-opening, but like uh, just uh, reinforcement for me mm -hmm. is to realize that I probably, I think we all stereotype each other. Yeah. Right? And I've probably stereotyped developers. Um, and so realizing that like they don't, you know, just because I think that they're a certain way uh, doesn't mean that they are or all yeah. of them are. Like we brought it, he brought up the example of, uh, of uh, his dad. And the, mm -hmm. like the angry, angry face all the time. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think we all do that. And sometimes we don't feel like people are engaged if they're just always, you know, working on code or whatever. I think I think we make a lot of assumptions and we should probably uh, shake those assumptions away. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was really good. I was I was expecting something a little bit more practical. But actually, I think the interview turned out a lot better mm -hmm. at, uh, from like what I can actually apply when I work with the engineers that I work with on my team. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much in there. Like that just reminded <clears throat> me of like, Hey, this is how you should treat people. Like you're yeah. always saying you should be excellent to each other. <laughs> yeah. This is how you be excellent to each other. You treat them like humans yeah. have emotions and you just got to like keep working at it. It's a relationship. It's not something you just like mm -hmm. do once. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's again, yeah, as, as you're saying, like, it's not super like practical or something that you could just say, like, I need to do these steps in order to, 
to be a good, nice designer. <laughs> but it's it's something to keep in mind all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like, uh, okay, give it, give a developer a Snickers bar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and rub their shoulders. Yeah, and they'll and then and then on the reverse side, it's like give a designer a Lacroix and rub his feet and you know or her feet, and they'll be just fine. Yeah. Like you'll own them, but that's not the case because we're people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we uh, we act differently. Yeah, he brought up a lot of personality differences too, um, and I, and that's one thing that I think is really interesting is that's what we as designers are. That's what we kind of do best with our users mm-hmm. is try to define uh, personalities, figure out empathy, figure out their goals, figure out their values, stuff they believe in, how they behave. Right, like that's kind of our job. Yeah, and yet we don't do that with the people that we work with maybe as much as we should. Yeah, we just focus on the users, and, like, and then we say, like, okay, we found out all this data. We need to make this product. We have this great design. We say, go build it. Yeah. We don't care about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> we don't show empathy all around. We just show it to that that one focused on the, the, the user. So. Yeah, we're, we're hyper-focused, hyper-isolated on that instead of focusing on the team that we work with. Yeah. And I would say that probably goes with product managers, yeah. uh, QA, uh, everybody that we work with on a daily basis, right? We, sh- we could probably do a little, little uh, contextual inquiry. Uh, do some UX studies on the people that we work with <laughs> so that we can better understand them the yeah. same way we'd better understand our users, right? Yeah, I think that's that's design thinking, right? Yeah. Is it? I don't even know. Now, does anybody really know what design thinking is? <laughs> if you can explain design thinking to me in one sentence, please tweet that to design much, <laughs> design underscore much. <laughs> no. here's, here's what it is. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Because I always thought design thinking equals bullshit, but apparently it's a thing that I it don't know about. No, here's here's how design thinking works. It's just like the phrase, everyone's a designer. <laughs> All you got to do is say, blank is design thinking, and that's what design thinking is. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. if I said... If I said, uh, if I said, making a Slurpee at 7-Eleven is design thinking... Yeah. <laughs> That would work. It just works with everything. Because you always hear that. He was like, our government would be better if we had some people with design thinking in there. Or you hear you see some example of some kid did something in school, and they're like, what a great example of design thinking. Yeah. And then back in my mind, I'm thinking, what the hell is design thinking? I've never, like, I don't, nobody can really explain it to me. And when you, when you like, take the IDEO course, you're just like, yeah, that's design. I don't know what, what. So yeah, uh, if you <laughs> if you can explain to us in a simple maybe two sentences in a tweet in a tweet 140 it? characters no it's not 140 characters anymore it's well, 271 characters just keep or it to, to 140 okay 100 regardless of what Twitter says 140 characters yeah. tweet at us what design thinking is in 140 characters if you can do that then I will believe that it's a real thing. <laughs> So we learned about we learned a lot about Neil. We learned about a lot about relationships. We're gonna learn about what design thinking is, mm-hmm. what it actually is, not what somebody made up they think it is, but what yeah. it actually is. Um, so it's been good. It's been a good good conversation, good podcast. You're excited. Get your Envision Studio thing going. Your invite going. Yeah, and you're jealous, so I'm happy. I'm I'm not jealous. Yes, you are. No, I'm not jealous. I can see it in your eyes. I'm a little sad. Maybe I'm a little sad, but I got past that in January. No, you didn't. In January, in, when February rolled around, and then <laughs> when February rolled around, I was done being sad. Okay, so then you're, I'm you're, I'm in a, I'm in denial is what I'm in. Okay, so you're in, in that stage of the grieving process. Yeah, I'm mourning this thing and I'm in denial. So I'm not <laughs> jealous. 
I'm happy for everybody who gets Envision Studio oh, that's nice. invites. That's nice. Because I know at the end of this month they're going to release it to everybody anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell us what tell us what you learned. If you learned anything, send it over to at uh, design underscore much on Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, hit us up. If you see us at Smith's or something like that, you know, hit us up there. It doesn't matter. We're open. Uh, if you haven't already rated the podcast on iTunes or, I don't know, do other podcast things do ratings too? Is it just iTunes? Um, does Overwatch does, does Overwatch over, over what's overcast. it called? Overcast? No, I, do rate, I think it's just iTunes. <laughs> just iTunes? I think Google Play might do ratings, but yeah. I don't know if we're on Google Play. Um, and we'd like to thank, we'd like to thank Neil Aller for spending some time with us. And talking to us about relationships and love languages and just learning how to be better communicators with engineers and yeah uh good stuff um and as always andy be excellent be excellent excellent from you (laughs) thank you for listening to design much it's been real fam I'm gonna drink one today. You thought about me. We gotta get a. The design must much podcast not sponsored by Lacroix. Not yet. I just want to do the the fizzy thing by the mic again. <laughs>